next year. And after that, we'll uh, have a little get-together, and everybody will shake hands with everybody that's here. Brother will 
everybody has an opportunity now, uh, reach out and hand a fellowship to those who are visiting, and uh, we'll go to a time of meet and greet. Oh, yeah, ushers, please come forward, and we'll take up the offering. I'm sorry. All right, good morning. Glad to have everybody here today. Those people that are online, we appreciate them being here today. We'll all get settled down eventually, don't worry about it. Usually I'm the last one back up here, so I know how that goes. I got a couple announcements. The uh, pastor had time to think, so he sent me this list. So... Uh, the Carnes Crossroad Church of God will be in revival this week with Bishop Bruce Fox. The services will start nightly at 7 p.m. The first Sunday of each month, we'll be taking up missions offerings. So we'll have somebody at the back. It won't be the place of regular offering. It'll be a special offering. And that missions offering will be going to Europe. Remember when they came for Europe's Child? Well, they've started another outreach program over there. And the pastor that was here for them has started. He's actually got a permanent position over there. And he's helping all in Romania, Ukraine, and that entire area. And uh, so we'd like to uh, take up some offerings and help them. Family Fest is October the 29th. It's going to be from 5 to 7. We need volunteer workers. We need donations. We need hot dogs, hot dog buns, condiments, lots of candy. Uh, talk to Miss Jeannie or Miss Glinda for more information about that. Uh, new members class is next Sunday. It'll be held over here in the youth Sunday school class, and the youth next Sunday will come into my class again like they did today. 
And Pastor Appreciation will be November the 5th. And like I said before, if you've got anything you'd like to give them a card or something, just tell them how much you appreciate it. We'll do that on November the 5th. So church has whole lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff going on and lots to do. Scripture this morning. You know, I've been thinking about what's been going on in the world. Uh, not like I live in a bubble. And uh, I've, I'm a very inquisitive person. Carol will tell you that. If you leave something laying at your desk and I walk by it, I, my eyes will automatically go to it. I don't mean to pry, but I'll look. Um, and so when the news comes on, and every night I watch the news, um, because I want to know. I mean, I spent 31 years in the military. I like to know what's going on. I, I like to keep track of what's going on. But Psalms 29 came to my mind. Uh, I was looking at the Bible, and it just popped out at me. And it's the voice of the Lord in the storm. And we have a storm right now going on. And so uh, we need to listen for the voice of the Lord in the storm. It says, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve and discovereth the forest. And in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. And the Lord will bless his people with peace. I believe that. I believe that if the Lord takes his hand of protection away from Israel, that he can put his hand of protection back. And that he can fight the enemies of Israel and he can fight them for the country of Israel. Now, will he? I don't know. He's let them be overrun before. I can't speak to it one way or the other. All I know is I love the Lord. I trust in him. And he will do what he needs to do from his time and his place. And we need to be able to trust him for that. So when we're praying, we need to pray that the Lord have his will be done. Not ours, because our will would be a whole lot different sometimes than what the Lord's will is. So let's go to the Lord in prayer right now, lifting him up. There are others that are sick in the congregation. I'd like you to remember those. There's many of them that have brought requests this morning. So touch those that are sick, those that are facing surgery. There's lots of them. And uh, let's go to the Lord now. Kind Heavenly Father, we do thank you and praise your holy name for your words. Lord, we thank you for your touch. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we pray that you will continue to abide with us and help us. Keep us, Lord, in your hand. Lord, I thank you for touching us this week. I thank you for being with us. I thank you for lifting us up. Lord, I pray you will be with our minister this morning as he goes to Banberg and teaches at a homecoming. I pray you will be with Brother Ard this morning as he delivers the words to us, Lord, to lift us up and keep us. I pray you will be with the music this morning, that it will lift you up, Lord. It will be a sweet noise to you and a savor to your nostrils. Help us, Lord, to do everything we can for you. Touch those that are sick, those that can't be here due to illness, those that can't be here because they have to work, Lord. Give them strength. Lift them up and strengthen them and keep them. We ask all these things in Jesus' holy, precious name. Amen.
I got to use my parade ground voice, okay? Sister Fayard's going to bless us with a song this morning. I've been so looking forward to this. So uh, give her your attention, and Lord bless you. I thank the Lord this morning for the privilege to be in the house of God with you. I thank him for his love, and I thank him for all that that he does every day in my life. I couldn't make it if it wasn't for him. And I'm glad this morning that I know him. I'm glad that he's my Savior. I told Sister Louise back there, I said,
Glory to God, I'm going through. 
Just worship him, Lord. Yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't ever want to still the spirit. Worship him. Let the Lord work. Let the Lord touch you. Let the Lord comfort you. Let the Lord heal you and bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Art, it's my distinct honor to introduce Brother Art, the former pastor of this church. Let him come and let the Lord have his way in this congregation. Let the Lord have his way in the word. the Lord we've come into his place to let him have his way he knows just what everyone needs this morning I can't supply him but he's all sufficient this morning to meet our needs and touch our lives We're thankful to be here today and to see each of you in the house of the Lord. And we're thankful for another opportunity 
to try to preach. If you have your Bible and would like to, you can turn to Mark's Gospel, the 13th chapter, and the 34th verse. We'd like for you to stand, if you could, for the reading of the Word. Mark chapter 13, verse 34. For the Son of Man is as a man taken a far journey, who left his house and gave authority unto his servants, and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. And I'm going to read verse 35. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at evening, or at midday, or at a cock crowing, or in the morning. Lest he suddenly, lest he cometh suddenly and findeth you sleeping. And what shall I say unto you? And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. I'd like for you to pray with us this morning and ask the Lord to help us because I need his help. I need him to touch us and Bless us. And I'm going to ask Brother Jimmy Villanova, if he would, take us to the Lord in prayer, brother. I'd like to talk a little bit this morning about what Christ left the church while he's gone away to the Father. You see, Christ came into the world on a mission. His mission was to do the will of the Lord or the will of the Father. He came to seek and to save that was lost and undone. 
and needed a Savior. He went about doing good, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, casting out demons, raising the dead. You see, he raised the dead and multitudes followed him wherever he went. People would flock to him because he had the word of God. And he was also on a mission that was going to soon end. And it would be through. And while he was seeking to come in the world to seek and to save that which was lost, he knew he had to leave and go back to the Father. And so he needed to train some 11 frail followers of him that became apostles to carry, that, carry this gospel all over the world. He trained them for three and a half years. And he's telling them now that my time has come that I've finished my work and I'm going to leave it in your hands. And I want you to finish this work, and I want the gospel to go into the world. And this was a heavy responsibility that he laid on these frail men that was just normal men like you and me. But he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you some tools to work with. And he left them some things that they could use to carry out his purpose. But before I get into that, I'd like to talk about the conditions that he told them they would have to serve him under and carry out his will. He said, first of all, my peace. I give unto you, and as my Father has sent me, so send I you. He also tells them that it's not going to be an easy task. He's telling them what kind of people he's going to send them out into to turn them from darkness unto light. He said, Behold, I send, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. We're in an unfriendly world if you're a Christian. He said, But be wise. God wants every one of his servants to know that the conditions that we serve God under are not always easy. It won't always feel like you're doing the world any good. 
He's telling us that you're going to have to face uh, problems. But he says, as my Father has sent me, I've sent you to finish the plan, or the, the follow-up on what I have come into the world to do. I'm through with my task. I'm going to the Father. And he gave them these warnings. He says, and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. He was laying, Christ didn't get to go all around the world that he had created. But God left a solemn obligation unto the people that he had put his trust into. God's put a trust into you and your life. He's looking for you to help to get the glorious gospel to go around the world to every man, woman, boy, and girl so that they can have an opportunity to be saved just like you. God wants us to stir up our hearts and our minds. He wants us to be witnesses to all nations until the end. God wants us to be about the Father's business. And He's given us a sacred task. He's left His house in the hands of these disciples. The very thing that was so dear to Him was the house of God and people that are around the world that need the gospel. Some years ago, I read where there was 1,800 different uh, people of different nationalities that didn't even have a Bible to read. And here we sit around sometimes and just twiddle our thumbs and let the world go by, not worried about anybody that's outside of our home or our church. But God is not pleased with us just laying back and letting the devil take men and women day by day out into eternity and be lost without God. But here he's put this, in, this task in their hands, and he's telling them, and the Bible teaches us how that the gospel of God keeps going out to this world. And he's telling us that we must give ourselves to taking care of the business of God. You can't take care of the business of God until you take care of business with your own home and your own life and your own soul. And what you do for God, you can't give something to somebody else. But God's expecting us as born-again believers to walk in the light as He was in the light. Stand up like He stood up. Testify to a world that don't want to hear what we've got to say. Hallelujah, to rebuke those that need rebuking, to encourage those that need to be encouraged, to stand tall for the glory of God, not giving in and not, not just partying up with different ones and, and not, not getting out of that circle. Churches are guilty of that. They get little groups together. But God's got a whole body. Hallelujah. And every member is important to God. 
And everyone has a job to do for the glory of God. And God wants us to get up and get about the Father's business. What a challenge He's given to these few disciples. He's given that same challenge that's handed down from generation to generation. Time and time until the Lord comes back, it's going to be handed down to people all over the world to get the gospel out, to get the message of Jesus Christ, that behold, the Lamb of God cometh. He's coming back to the earth one day, but God's not coming back wanting an empty uh, rapture to take place. He gives his life for me and you and he's give this work to me and you and he said my job's finished I'm going back to the father and on the cross he, he, before he died he said it's finished Hallelujah. He was talking about the plan of salvation. What God sent him into the world to suffer for and to die and to give his life as a ransom for me and you that we might win the loss to Jesus Christ. My God, help us sometimes. We can't even successfully win our own home under the family of God. But God is wanting us to stir up the gift of God in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And speak the word of God that the Spirit of God lays on our heart so that we can be wise servant in the midst of wood. One place in the Bible he tells us we are like lambs that are, are defenseless. We don't have anything to do that we can do on our own. We have to follow along. But I want to tell you if you follow the Lord Jesus Christ down the road roads of life. He'll make a way for you to be a living example of what the Lamb of God can do and will do in our lives if we'll lift Him up and glorify Him and magnify Him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and spirit. God's looking for us to be reaching out to the lost and the undone. Hallelujah to God. He says, I will return when you finish your task. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a promise. They might lay me in the ground one day and it might not be too far off. But every day life changes, Brother Jimmy, just a little. And I realize I'm getting closer home than I've ever been before. Hallelujah, but I want to get closer to the Master. I want to do anything and everything that I can to live a good and godly life so that men and women can see Christ in my life. And I fail and I falter, but I want to tell you I know a Master that'll take us and help us and make us over and over again if we'll just go down to the potter's house and say, Lord, I've failed you. I've come short of the glory of God. Will you use me one more time? This morning as I was praying, I asked him, I said, God, this might be the last time. Let me do all that I can. Let me say whatever the Spirit would lead me to. I don't want to be on my own. I don't want to talk by 
by myself. I want the third person of the Trinity of the glory world to stand by me. Hallelujah. Take hold of my tongue. Take hold of my mind and my heart. Lead me into the greener pasture. Help me to help somebody to restore their soul and get closer to the master. Hallelujah. Of the seas of life. God help us. Israel, I wonder how we would react if we would have been in their place. Oh, God. But they accepted this challenge. Every one of you, God's give you a challenge. Most Christians would like to change places with somebody else. But I don't know a poor person on the face of the earth this morning I'd like to change places with because I couldn't feel that place. The only place I can feel is the one the Master called me into. I don't have a lot of talent like some, but I cherish this one. It's all I need to keep me happy in my soul. It's all I need to make me press on towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. It ought to be all that you need. It might be to sweep the floor. It might be a, be a door tender. David said he'd rather tend the door of the house. Just to be close to God. This morning you ought to be so thankful that you could just come into the house of God this morning. Feel God as they play the music. Feel God as they sing. Feel God as people pray. Feel God as someone lifts up their hand and they feel like they've lifted up lightning rods to heaven and feel the glory of God coming down to touch somebody's weary, weak soul that needs spiritual help to help them to get closer and closer to God. Oh, my Lord, help me. The Bible says they accepted that challenge. And the Bible says that they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them. What a challenge. He's give you and me that same challenge. But are we going forth as we should? Are we taking the responsibility that we should? We don't read in there where they were quarreling over positions. We don't read, over, read about where they were worried about salary. They wasn't worried about a place to stay. They wasn't worried about a bunch of clothes to wear. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. In fact, he told them not to take two pair of shoes. My, my, our closets are full. 
But the Bible says by the time of Acts 17 that they'd filled their positions and they'd turned the world upside down. About Paul. He said, and he's come here and they're turning the world upside down. What are we doing in the world? Oh, my, my, you could preach death till doomsday. What we've done is we've joined in with the world, brought the world into the house of God, and we're not affecting the world. You see, we don't want no responsibility. We want a free salvation, and it's free. But we don't want to be thankful for what he's given unto us to give back some time to him that he says and if we don't, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but we've got to give some time back to the Lord if you're going to be a good servant. Hallelujah. Not here in a mist and there a mist, but we've got to give ourselves back to the Lord. And they, they were turning the world upside down. They were traveling. All of the apostles seemed like they wound up traveling in a different direction. But everywhere they went, they had a riot or they had a revival. My, 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 my. That tells us something. We're not having riots and we're not having revivals. I preached a few weeks ago and I told that little church, if you don't change, they're going to close your doors in just a few years. Because the people just want to come and sit and sour and soak And not leave the house of God and go to work. They just want to come and be blessed without working. But you've got to work if you're going to really be blessed by God. You don't know what you're missing by not engaging in service to God with all your heart. Listen, he's given us some tools to work with. First, he's telling us he's gave us authority to do his service. He didn't left, leave them to do battle by themselves. He says, I'm going to, in Acts 8, he says, I'm declare, he declared unto them that he's going to give them power. Most of us today, pastors, and laity alike don't have enough of power to cast out a demon or a devil. We don't have enough of power to lay hands on the sick and them recover. We don't have enough of juice in the services when a sinner comes in to convict them of their sin because we are living just like they are already living. Oh my. Oh my. Don't preach like that to me, preacher. I don't like it. They didn't like Christ. He says, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me before it hated you. 
Hallelujah. If you're going to be like somebody else, they're not going to hate you. They're not going to bother you. But when I was a boy coming up, they didn't like the church. They didn't like what the church stood for. They didn't like for their people to stand on the corner and witness the people or preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But listen, friend, God's left us. He said, Behold, I'm going to leave you some power. He says, you go, he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. But we are trying to finish God's work without the Spirit of God. We don't ask God for His leadership. We just go to our study and grab a few notes, and we come to the pulpit and we preach them. And I'm not against notes. They help me to try to preach, to keep on trying. But I'm here to tell you I need to get in tune with the heavenly world by another spirit. <laughs> he said, I'll send you the Holy Ghost and power. Hallelujah. He don't just send us the spirit to lift our hands and worship. God sends us the spirit of God so that we can go out into the vineyards and work while it's yet day. Because he said the night's coming when no man shall work. And we just come to the house of God and we worship. And I thank God for worship. God deserves worship. God wants us to worship him, but he wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth for God's sake is such to worship him but God wants us to go outside the door of the house of the Lord and compel him to come into the house of the Lord that it might be filled there are vacant pews here this morning that need to be filled and they need to be filled by people that are born again sanctified by the word of God living according to God's word hiding God's word in their heart on a daily basis not just a hit and miss or studying when I'm going to preach or when I'm going to teach or I'm facing some kind of sickness. God wants us to dig into the Word of God and dig out the jewels that God has placed in the Word of God that will help us to convict men and women and us to be wiser than serpents and harmless as doves. God's telling us, I'll give you my spirit. And He says, and God commands us to dig into those things. The Bible tells us that He gives us another great strong thing to look at. He said, I'm going to give you my word. He said, you've got to live by it. You've got to go by it. You've got to trust in it. You've got to stand for it. What it says is right is right. What He says is wrong is wrong. God, help us to hide the Word of God into our heart. I think we need to pray for this young lady. Would you let's just stop for a moment? I don't know what's wrong, but several have went out to her. And she has, so let's pray. Would you just stand with me one moment? And let's pray and ask God. Brother Randy, would you lead us in prayer? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. He's given us the mighty word, a mighty tool. It's a sword in the hand of anointed servants. When you go somewhere, you not only go in the spirit, but you have to have the word. And you have to talk the right words, and you have to use the right words. And the Lord has given us his word so that we can go out and win men and women through the word of God. I've got to rush home because I'd like to finish some of this. Then he gives us this opportunity to pray. To pray. How many of us pray more than five minutes a day? I'm talking about praying now. I'm not talking about just, just lay me down to sleep prayer. How many of you spend at least five minutes a day praying? Do you know that's where your power comes from? It's when you communicate with God through talking to Him. Telling Him your troubles. Telling Him how you want to serve Him. Telling Him how much you need His Spirit in your life. You have to talk to the Lord. You have to commune with God. If you don't commune with God, you don't belong to God. Boy, that's stiff, ain't it? And I got to just tell you like it is. I'm a country folk. And I just tell you like it is. I don't beat around the bush. I don't want you beating around the bush with me. If you don't talk with God, you don't have a relationship with God. I don't care how talented you are how great a preacher you are, how great a singer you are, a musician. If you don't talk with God, you don't have a relationship with God. If you don't read God's words, you don't, have, you don't know about Him. Oh, my. My, my, my. First, you don't talk like that. That's too strict. That's the truth. And he said the truth will set you free. You see, we've just got on a lazy streak. Everybody's shunning responsibility. Everybody wants a blessing, but nobody wants a burden. Everybody wants something to give to them, but they don't want to give nothing back. Oh, my. My, my. <laughs> you see, you've got to give yourself to the Lord and give yourself to people when you give yourself to the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. You've got you've to see, you've got to go out into the highways and hedges, he says, and compel them to come into God's house that it might be full. Could I ask you something personal this morning? And don't answer me because I wouldn't want you to fib. How long has it been since you really got concerned about somebody and invited them to Christ 
outside the church. Why don't you answer that to yourself? Amen. But if you don't win people to Christ, you'll be saved as of by fire. All your works will be burned up. You won't have anything in heaven. You might like to dress well here. You might like to put on the styles. But when you get to heaven, you won't shine so bright. Amen. Amen. You see, this was what the kind of preaching I was brought up under. And I'll never get out of it, I don't think, long as I live and don't plan to. <laughs> don't have no desire to. I know this new generation don't like this. But that's all right with me. The devil don't like it either. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you the truth. You better get up off of that lazy seat of do nothing and get into the harvest field of God. And you better get the seed, the Word of God in your hand and you better sow it. Or you better get something to gather the grain into the garnish. You got to do something for God or you're going to leave this world saved as of my fire. Amen. But God's looking for you. He challenges you time and time again to get up and get about the Father's business. He's challenging you this morning. Will you do something for Him? Will you pray till you, you know what He wants you to do? I told that little church the other day, I said, Sir, there are about 18 or 19 gifts in the Bible that God gives to people that's full of the Spirit. How many of them do you have? Do you have one? You see, I feel like I just barely got one, and I cherish it. But everybody's got a gift that God has given you. From the time that you come into the family of God, God knew, and you probably knew what God wanted you to do. And you better get up, and you better get about the Father's business, because your time and my time is short. Hallelujah. It's shorter than you think. When you see Israel surrounded by their enemies, you know that it's a good sign that the Lord could come right now. Hallelujah. And we need to be ready. We need to be on fire for the Lord. God help us to dig into the blackest places of the earth. And you know what will you find when you dig into the blackest places of the earth? You find great jewels of great price. When you go into the quagmires of sin, pull people out of the alcohol, pull them out of the bar rooms and the dance halls and the tattoo parlors. Amen. You bring them out of the bingo games and the card playing. Amen. And bring them into the house of the Lord and they become soldiers for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, my. Listen, 
God washes those kind of people just like he washed me and you. He washes them, makes them white as snow in the precious blood of the Lamb of God. And I'm going to hit this, and I know it's that clock must be wrong. <laughs> Let every man have his own work. God has divided different gifts in the church. No church is complete that it does not have the gifts of the Spirit of God in it. It cannot fulfill its full capacity for God. Amen. Most of the churches I've been in in most of my life have been lacking with these gifts, and they can't make it. And I'm going to skip that, and I'm going to close. God also give us a solemn warning. And I've just butchered this and missed this, this and that, but God's give us a solemn warning. He commands that the porter watch. Are we watching? Or you believe in the Lord's coming? You believe you could die right now on that pew? He's telling us to watch. He's telling us I'm going to return. And he says, what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. In the old country, they'd have watchmen on the wall. When they would see this enemy coming, they would sound the alarm so that the people could armor themselves. If he didn't warn the people, those people would die and their sin, uh, their lives would rest on his life because he, he had been given a job and he didn't do his job. God's give you a job. Amen. You better get about it. Watch lest he comes and finds you idle, not sobbing in trying to get in your prayers to get people to crash before it's too late. For not seeking out those that are lost and undone. For not saying prepared yourself. And not watching, not living like you're living the last moment of your life. That's why he says, not let the sun go down on your wrath. There's no excuse for not knowing God's will and doing it. Too many seek blessings and shun burdens. Amen. Bless me, Lord. But don't give me no burden. Don't drive me to my knees. Don't make me cry out to you. Just let me live in peace. The devil will give you peace in certain areas, but he can't give you eternal, everlasting peace. You better get up about the Father's business. A religion that is all worship and no work is no good.
somebody ought, the whole congregation ought to say amen. Because we worship, but we don't work. We worship, but we don't work. Lord, help us. We find it in Amos where he warns us that we must work and not be at ease in Zion. Every man has his work. To the man or the woman who lingers behind hinders God's work. So he tells us we got to get, we got to go forward to the man or the woman that hinders God's work. There's but one judgment that's given to him. He's, the verdict is guilty. And God wants us to not be guilty. The Bible says we are to look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. And we need to be about the Father's business. The Bible tells us that we need to be associated and going forward in the things of the Lord. Why will thou, that God that will render to every man according to his or her works. How's your works today? I'm going to ask the sister to come to the piano. And I know it's getting late, and I know there's trouble on the outside. But there's somebody here this morning that you need to give your heart more fully to the Lord. Your time might be shorter than you think. You might be healthy today, and you might be dying before the sun goes down. I'm going to ask you to stand. Are you using the tools that God left for us as the believers? Would you like to come? Or would you like to just let's have a closing prayer? Would you reach over and grab somebody's hand? And would you pray with them and ask God to stir their heart for the harvest of God to be greater? Our Father, I know the enemy.